It's the Atop the Pitbox podcast with your hosts, Zach and Josh. Good evening, fantasy NASCAR race fans. Welcome to the 2023 kickoff episode here on the Atop the Pitbox podcast presented by ParadiseExecutiveProperties.com. Got Josh and Justin here with us to do the driver released points values this evening guys how you doing good to see you zach happy to have uh happy to have norton on the podcast this year this week (laughs) (laughs) we're we're working with him to try to get him a little more uh a little more airtime this year full time full time that's what i'm saying We, we need him so uh zach good to Good to see you again. Long little little break and happy to be back. So we're going to start with a couple changes that we have to the league this year. And uh, Nord, do you want to go over what those changes are? Sure. Yeah. So this year we don't have a lot of changes, but we do have one big one. Uh, We are changing the bonus payouts this year. We're getting rid of the highest score bonus payout. um, And we're bringing in this year a new consolation playoff system uh so the regular playoff format is not changing but what we're going to do is anybody that doesn't make that playoff at the end of the regular season will be uh split into three separate brackets um and it'll be a similar playoff format but it's a winner take all so what that'll do is give three other people that don't make the playoffs some something to watch for um so the first consolation playoff bracket the top tier will get a 50 dollar prize uh, second tier will be $35 and the final tier will be 25 bucks. So if you win that third and final consolation playoff bracket, you'll get your money back. Um, it just, again, it gives something for people who get eliminated to keep watching those final 10 weeks of the season. So I think that's, and that's it. good changes. That's all the changes. Yeah, I, this year we kind of tweaked last year a little bit and, uh, this year, just a couple minor tweaks really just to get more people, uh, something to follow as we get into the last part of the year. If your team get does get eliminated, you do have a chance to still at least get your money back, uh, which is which is pretty exciting. So we feel pretty good about where we're at with the league. Zach, what are your thoughts on the consolation brackets? I love the changes. Like you said, if if for some reason you're you're not in the the top twenty five percent of the league come playoff time, uh, you still have a chance to win money and you still have a chance to uh, to at least get your money back. So uh, it gives something for them to follow throughout the year or throughout the playoffs, that is, and, and keep them kind of entertained throughout the whole NASCAR season. Now we have the couple changes. Now we can actually get into the actual kickoff of the year, which is the driver values. Uh, Nort has that. He's not shared them with you or Isaac. This is the first time that we're hearing about them. And uh, so Nort's going to release those, and we'll give a little bit of commentary as we uh, see fit. But uh, so with that said, Nort, do you want to start with the uh, 20 point drivers? Sure thing. So you guys tell me, are we doing are we saving the best for last? Or you want to work your way up 20 point drivers right away. I think we got to go 20 to, to six, right? Because if we start at six, I don't know, Zach, start at six. I say start at six and go up to the top. More anticipation. Right. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So we 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 added two additional yeah, values yep. this year. So six and seven, there will be uh, four extra drivers. So that will give 
everybody a little bit more uh, flexibility with taking uh, some higher drivers, gives a little bit more possibilities for a number of uh, different teams. So we added that six and seven point driver. So we will start at the bottom, work our way up, and uh, let's start with the six point drivers. All right. Your six point drivers are Michael McDowell and Justin Haley. So last year, McDowell was not in our fantasy driver list. And Justin Haley was actually valued at 11 last year. So he went down to a six. So my initial thought is I'm actually surprised that Haley was an 11 last year. Uh, I was I thinking at him at him at a six is, is pretty decent value. Given that team, he had some decent success towards the end of last year, but uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a fair value. And McDowell, he'll always, always have a spot in my heart. Cause he, he won the Daytona 500 when he was my driver. So uh, won me a little money at the West side, but um yeah, Zach. Uh, again, I'm shocked that Haley was was an 11 last year, but I think six is probably the perfect number for him. Uh, Michael McDowell, I at six. I think that's a little, in my opinion, he's a little undervalued down there. Um, he had a career career year last year, if memory serves me right. Um, he had 12 top tens based on what I'm seeing. So uh, at six, six dollars or six points, uh, I think there might be some, some entries that have Michael McDowell on their team. How many uh, top tens did Justin Haley have last year? Do you have any? He had four. Okay. I think those came towards the end of the year. The team kind of got it figured out. Um, So yeah, interesting, interesting start to the, to the list. So a couple things on those two Uh, McDowell, According to the GOATS podcast, is the GOAT. So six-point value there. That's interesting. Uh, Justin Haley, the 11-point value last year, from what I can tell, and we get our values from Vegas odds. It's, we, we keep it simple. Um, they seem to like rookies, and we'll see that going forward with some of these driver values. Okay, All right, so, so moving on to your seven-point. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, with seven. Keep an eye on the rookies here. Uh, moving on to the seven-point drivers, Ricky Stenhouse who was also not on our list last year and Harrison Burton, who was a nine point value last year. No surprises there for me, $7 or seven points seems, uh, seems pretty fair for those guys. And this is Burton's second year, right? He was a rookie last year. Correct. And Recky Stenhouse. Yeah. Recky Stenhouse. Yeah. There'll be some, there'll be some people taking some flyers on him. He had nine DNFs last year. Nine <laughs> out of 36 races, he did not finish. For those that you can't do math out there, that is 25% of the season. He did not finish the race. That's why he's given the name, Recky Stenhouse. Yep. Oh, that's great. Fits. Okay. So let's go to eight-point drivers. All right. Your eight-point drivers are Chris Busher, who doesn't change from last year, also an eight-point driver. And Eric Almarola moves from a 10-point driver to an 8-point driver. I personally think the Almarola value is pretty fair. He had a pretty down year last year. I don't see him uh, outperforming what he did last year. Unfortunately, the Stuart Haas Forge just weren't very fast uh, last year. But I am a little shocked with Busher. Um, he won the Bristol race that we did attend last year. Uh, he's got 10 top tens last year. Uh, he did have 60 and Fs, but uh, at that value, I think, I think that's, 
uh, a little undervalued in my opinion. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I think so far these six drivers are are pretty much where I would put them. So I don't have an issue with it. All right, moving on to your nine-point drivers. So we've got two first-time full-season cup drivers here. Noah Gregson, so obviously not on the list last year, and A.J. Elmendinger, both nine-point drivers. These are both very interesting to me at nine. I agree. I agree. Noah Gregson was a stud in the Xfinity Series last year. And Almendinger, he can't. He, he was known as being the road course guy, and he he showed up towards the end of last year. Um, interesting, Gregson at, at nine. Yeah, I I those are two interesting interesting drivers at, at that nine spot. I find it interesting that Gregson is valued above a couple a couple veterans and a couple rookies from last year. Uh, they must not think his, he's going to have as many growing pains as. Uh, some rookies do, or most rookies do. So what car is he in again? He is going to be in the number 42 car that uh, Ty, Dillon. Ty Dillon got fired from last year. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a, I'm a little shocked that he's a nine. Quite frankly, I think he's probably should be a little bit lower than that, especially when you have Michael McDowell, for instance, valued less than him uh, after coming off a career year last year. Uh, AJ Allmendinger, that might be the most interesting value that we have all night tonight. Uh, yes, he is a road course guy, but as Josh pointed out, the, the end of last year, he really came on. I don't have the exact, <clears throat> exact stat, but I think he had something like three, four, five straight top tens to end the year, uh, for reference. So, uh, that to me is, is pretty right for the taking there. All right. Moving on to the 10 point drivers. Uh, you got Eric Jones, who was an eight last year, and Zach's favorite driver, Austin Dillon, who's from <laughs> a 12 down to a 10-point value. I think those are fair. I, I that Those two values, I mean, besides Dillon, should be like the, the absolute last valued or least valued driver out there. But um, Eric Jones had a pretty solid year last year with his, his 13 top 10, so – uh, I mean, again, there might be some teams that have Eric Jones out there just because of uh, the value. And I think, I think I would probably at this point flip Austin Dillon and Almendinger, um, just from a nine to a ten. But yeah, I think those are. Jones had a good year last year. I, I I'm fine with it. Yep. All right, let's move on to eleven. All right, your eleven point drivers: Brad Keselowski, who was a fifteen point value last year. Drops down to 11. And Ryan Priest, who was not on our least list last year, uh, is an 11-point driver. So Ryan Priest is what car? He's taking over Cole Custer's number 41 at Stuart Haas. Okay. He's got quite a few starts in the truck series. I mean, he's kind of been all over the place. Um, I think, I think, man, I'm shocked that he's valued that high. Seems high um, to me. Yeah, I'm not sure why, but uh, again, Stuart Haas just didn't have the speed last year, and you got a guy who hasn't raced in this new next-gen car before, so that to me seems a, a bit interesting or a bit odd. 
Brad K had a really, really bad year last year. Uh, with that being said, though, Chris Busher had a really solid year uh, for that team and at RFK. So I think Brad K is going to have a better year this year than he did next. However, I'm not sure um, if he's going to be able to obtain uh, that value position or not. I guess time will tell. I think people picking Kozlowski are either going to be towards the top or the bottom. They're they're not going to be in the middle because he's either going to be he's going to rebound, get some wins, and and be the Brad of old, or he's going to continue to deteriorate and and he's going to end up just being you know eleven probably be a, a generous uh, spot for him. So uh, definitely a risk for Kozlowski, but one that could pay off at at eleven value. It's there's a lot of uh, a lot of room to pick other drivers at that at that value. So. I am also surprised that Priest is an 11 above somebody like Jones or Almondinger again. Just interesting that that the Vegas odds picked Priest that high. So we'll have to keep an eye on it. All right, moving on to your 12-point drivers. Daniel Suarez was an 11 last year, 12 this year, so a bit of an upgrade. And Austin Sendrick goes from a 13 to a 12 this year. Yeah, that that 10 to 12 range of drivers, I think all kind of makes sense to me. Sindrick had that one win. Suarez made the playoffs but didn't do much. So, yeah, I it kind of uh, interchangeable between the 10 and 11s. I personally, so I think Sindrick, that, that value is fine. Uh, like Josh said, he had the one win to start the year last year, the biggest, biggest race of them all. Uh, didn't really do much after that. Uh, I'm fine with that value. Uh, but Daniel Suarez, to me, a 12-point driver, made the playoffs, won a road course race, uh, had 13 top 10s. We know track house racing as, as a whole or as an organization um, had a really, really solid last year, and you think they're just going to have to build upon that. Uh, to me, Daniel Suarez might be kind of an underdog this year valued at, at 12 points and Suarez ended the season with a value of 14 so so he's got he's got some room to room to outperform that that's for sure all right your 13 point drivers Bubba Wallace 10 last year goes to a 13 this year and Ty Gibbs first year running goes to a 13 point driver there's that rookie <laughs> um Bubba Wallace feels like a 13 point driver to me. Um so that that feels right. Ty Gibbs though. I don't know about you Zach. That seems pretty high. I know he's successful in in the in the Xfinity Cup, but to jump into to to the big boys and and be a 13 point driver, I'm not I'm not sure that's that's where the value is. I don't know who I don't know who set these odds, but uh I would get there their uh mental health check because ty gibbs <laughs> right at 13 is asinine in my opinion how is he valued higher than say daniel michael suarez. mcdowell daniel suarez even in austin dillon i mean the experience in these next gen cars to me is worth at least a couple points compared to a rookie uh, I know he's got all the talent in the world, and yes, he's going to be in his grandpa's 
um, racing for his grandpa who has some of the best uh, race cars and race teams out there. But to me, 13, man, that is a steep, steep price to pay for a rookie who's going to have, in my opinion, a quite a big learning curve. And I guess, granted, he did fill in for some for some races last year for Kurt Busch. But even then, um, I think that's steep. Bubba Wallace at 13, I've got no problem with that. I think I think that's probably uh, right in line with where he should start the season. Uh, to me, going into this year, I think Bubba – so if you, had, if you had to pick out, say, three, four wildcard drivers, Bubba is on that list for me uh, because that team is super, super fast. And, and after his incident with Kyle Larson, I think he's, he's definitely matured. He's grown. Uh, and I think you're going to see some good things out of Bubba this year, uh, whether, whether he can limit the DNFs and, and mistakes to, to over exceed or, or to exceed that 13 point value, I guess we'll find out, but Bubba is a wild card driver for me to watch this year. On to the 14. So your 14 point drivers, Alex Bowman drops from a 16 point last year to a 14 this year. And Chase Briscoe moves up from 12 to 14 this year. So those are interesting. We're starting to get to the to the to the you know the top of the list here. And people are gonna have to be fit in somewhere. And Bowman drops. Obviously, his year last year wasn't as as successful as some of his uh Hendrick partners. Chase Briscoe with a really solid year. Not surprising seeing him uh move up a couple spots what was his finishing spot north last year what did he finish at uh briscoe or bowman which one give both of them so bowman was a 12 at the end of the year so very much underperformed and briscoe ended at a 12 as well so both of these are 12 point drivers at the end of the season so if you had to pick one of these to to do better zach which one are you taking Ooh, that's a tough one I, I personally think both of these drivers are a little overvalued. Uh, they both really didn't have good years last year. Uh, Briscoe had that one win, got him in the playoffs, and obviously we know the controversy that happened in Charlotte at the Robo uh, that got him into the next round of the playoffs. I personally would take Bowman, and the only reason why I would take him is because he's at Hendrick, and I think Hendrick Motorsports as a whole – is a better organization than Stuart Haas is going into this season. I think you're, I agree there. That is the better team. I think the upside for me, Briscoe has more upside. Uh, for some reason, Bowman just irritates me. I don't know if it's the way he talks or just I <laughs> something about him just irritates me. And I've always been a Chase Briscoe fan. So maybe I'm biased, but I think the, the, the ceiling's higher for Briscoe, but at the end of the day, I think that is, we both would put these drivers in the overvalued category along with Gibbs at, uh, at a 13. So, yeah, I think, so if you're looking at this from kind of like a fantasy standpoint, from a, from a ceiling floor type thing, I think Briscoe like used that as a much higher ceiling than Alex Bowman does, but I think Bowman gives you a better floor Briscoe. I think you're going to have some crazy, you know, results. You got to have a couple top fives. You're also going to have a couple DNFs or finishes toward the back where I think Bowman, uh, the floor is there with him. He's, he's a solid driver. He's not great. Um, but I think he's going to give you a more consistent uh, finishing result on the track than what Chase Briscoe will. All right. You guys ready for 15? Yeah. All right. So we have Kyle Bush 
going from an 18 point driver last year to a 15 this year and Kevin Harvick going from a 16 to a 15. Feels like two drivers that are kind of on their way out. 15 points, still kind of in the top tier, but at the lower end of the top tier, older Harvick, is he 43 years old or something like that? Kyle Busch, new team, a lot of question marks. Feels feels right to me. If you look at the stats last year, Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick both had 17 top 10s. That would tie them for seventh. Actually, that would tie them for fifth. Tied fifth with the most top 10s last year. And they're valued at 15. Now, I agree with you. I think Kevin Harvick, 15. I think that's probably a fair value for him. Um, and when you want to talk about a floor to a ceiling from a fantasy standpoint, I think Kyle Busch, he's another one of my wildcard drivers going into the season. Kyler Raddick had some pretty good success with that team last year. They kept it intact. You're replacing Tyler Reddick with a proven NASCAR champion in Kyle Busch who has something to prove this year. Uh, especially with how he got kind of sent out or kicked out from Joe Gibbs racing. I personally think Kyle Busch at 15 uh, is undervalued in my opinion. There might be some growing pains to start, but I think he outperforms that 15 point value. So last year, Kevin Harvick quietly finished as a 17 point driver. Wow. Really? Kyle, yeah. Kyle Busch was a 15 at the end of the season. Kyle Busch, do you remember, like, he had all those DNFs in the playoffs with, with just faulty engines, uh, radiator issue. I mean, he had everything go wrong for him, which I think kind of uh, resulted in that point total that you just gave. Kevin Harvick went on a stretch. Did he win, was it two or three two straight races? Two in a row, I think. It was two? Okay, just two straight races to get himself into the playoffs and and – you know, he had a solid end of the year. Again, I don't think Stuart Haas is going to be all that fast next year. But at, again, at 15 points, I think both of these drivers might be a little undervalued. All right, moving on to your 16-point drivers. You got William Byron going from a 19 to a 16. Wow. And Tyler Reddick going from a 14 to a 16. Wow. So I this feels like a steal for Reddick. 16 points. I I don't know. I don't know where he so, finished last. So before you go too far on that, that confidence is interesting. Where do you think Reddick finished last season? Oh, I felt he was doing – I felt he finished higher. I, I like 18th, 18-point driver. He ended the season as a 13-point driver. Wow. I'm an he idiot. He was strong at the end. He had a lot of DNFs. So he yeah. did start out he, – he came around at the end, but – um. I don't know. New team. He, I, he had the a, second most DNFs last year, guys. Do you remember all the tire issues? Like, he would always wreck. Yes. He would, he would, he In would, the beginning of the year. He would rub, oh, even toward the end, too, when he was out of the playoff hunt. He had fast cars. Remember, he was leading that one race, like, first place or in second place. Had a flat tire issue, and, and basically that it cost his day. So that kind of summed up his year. Very interesting stats versus perception 
Yeah, your percent, man. I wish, I wish, I wouldn't have given you given you those stats. You would have uh, really loaded up on some terrible drivers. I'm taking Tyler Reddick. I mean, he'll be on one of my teams, but uh, I felt it was that at first glance, it felt like it was a little bit better of a steal. But uh, Willie Byron feels like a 16 to me. Zach, I don't know. Man, th- this is an interesting 16 point uh, section here. Willie Byron. If you remember, it seemed like he he was in the front a lot. He he led some laps. He was in contention to win some wins. But you look at the stats, and he only had 11 top 10s last year. 11 top 10s. That puts him behind Michael McDowell, Austin Dillon, Suarez Jones, Bowman. I mean, all those guys outperformed him. So 16 points, uh, that might be a little rich for Willie. Uh, Tyler Reddick, though. Another wild card driver for me. Uh, he's in a he, he he's in a fast car. Uh, he's in a good organization, but it he's got all the talent in the world. But it just seems like he doesn't know where that limit is in the car. He always oversteps that or comes close to overstepping that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does his first. Does year. that kind of stuff get better with with? maturity and age or is that just how people are built he usually does uh but it seemed like he kept on making those mistakes toward the end of the year and maybe he was just checked out and really didn't care what was what was going on but uh to me i guys i think those two those two guys have a high ceiling they have a really high ceiling each of them do but uh 16 might be a little overvalued in my opinion and willie b ended as a 16 point for last season Makes sense. All right. 17-point drivers. Ross Chastain goes from a 13-point value last year to 17 this year. And Martin Truex goes from an 18 last year to a 17 this year. So the question I have for you, Josh, do you think we will see the Ross Mm. of 2022? Or do you think... He has some major growing pains going into this year with the success uh, that he had last year, uh, the fame that he's gained from his crazy move at Martinsville. Uh, it seemed like some of his beefs or, or enemies kind of got, you know, they're squashed. Shouldn't have that to start the year. But do you think he can relive or, or replicate last year? Or do you think he's going to finish better or worse? So what, how many top tens and how many wins did he have? He had two wins last year, but he had the most top tens out of any NASCAR driver last year with 21. 21. That's a lot. Yep. So I think he, he, I think the 10, the top tens continue. I think he will continue. He's a very good race car driver. He's got on a good team and I don't know if he will have as much success as he had last year overall, but I think he will win a race. And 21, it feels like a lot of, I don't know what the normal amount of top 10s people get are, but 21 feels like a lot. So I'm thinking more in like the 16, 18 range of top 10s, but uh, I think he still has a very successful year. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any regression for him. Or much, at least. What about you? So, Ross Chastain was the third best fantasy driver last year. 
Yeah, he earned that. I mean, that's I don't expect that, but I think he will still be I think he'll outperform a 17. I think he'll go down as one of the best values in our league ever with the year he had last year compared to what he what he cost at 13 points. I mean, there's year, nobody even close, right? Like in the history, like there's not anybody that outperformed their value. Nor- none that nope. I can recall. None I'm going to go with a no. Yeah, yeah certainly I, didn't happen anyone last year, and I can't recall anything in prior years. Yeah. Um, with that being said, though, it seemed like, I mean, they were just on a tear clicking off top 10 after top 10. I do think there might be a little regression in the top 10, like you said. Uh, seems like 16 to 20-ish is probably good enough to keep you in the top 10 in points. Uh, I think that's probably where he'll be. So 17-point driver, I think he'll probably uh, obtain that. So I don't I don't have any issues with that. Martin Truex, to me, so out of the, out of the four wildcard drivers that I gave you, I think, to me, he's the last and final wildcard driver, in my opinion, going into this year. Uh, fast cars, great team, always had something happen to him, whether it be a pit road penalty, whether it be a mechanical issue, bad pit stop, something always happened, uh, which resulted in him getting sent to the back of the pack and trying to race his way up. Or there'd be races like the road course races that he historically has been dominant at, uh, him and Chase basically going toe to toe. And Toyotas, for whatever reason, couldn't sniff uh, the front, you know, leading lead laps or being in front at these road course races. So Truex might be a little overvalued as much as that pains me to say. But I will say that I am expecting better and bigger things from Martin Truex going into the season. Truex feels different to me than like Harvick. Harvick feels like it's getting older. It's not his his performance wasn't due to things out of his control it was more just his cars weren't fast enough truex like you said had so many things out of his control happen that go a different way and this season is is completely different for me truex is is a wild card and it's one of those guys that i could easily see him continue to to not win but it feels like he's he's gonna get it across the finish line at this point this year yeah, I would agree. And in regards to stage wins, uh, we'll bring this stat up. Uh, he tied for s- the second most stage wins last year. And I know toward the end they were racing for points. And so a couple of those stage wins came from him staying out and everybody else pitting because he needed the points because he was trying to point his way in. But a stage win is a stage win. And he tied tied for second with seven. Uh, with that being said, I think Truex is the kind of driver that once he gets that first win, and if it comes early in the season and they can just go trophy hunt until come playoff time, he could be a really dangerous driver. That's Truex drivers or Truex fans love to throw that, that stat out about how many uh, stage wins he has. I mean, <laughs> just throwing it out there. You, and you look at, I mean, you look at laps led too. And he was, he was, uh, top 10 ish in laps led as well. So, I mean, he had fast cars. It just, something always happened that derailed where he finished. He did. So, all right. Final six drivers. All right. On to 18 point drivers. You've got Denny Hamlin, 
going from a 19 to an 18. And I don't know if you guys heard, but this guy did not win any races last year. Ryan Blaney goes from a 17 to an 18. I'll start off here. I don't. Yeah, go ahead. I think I think those are perfect values for these guys. Uh, Denny had a pretty solid season, I would say. Uh, he had two wins. He had uh, 16 top tens. He was in the play. You know, he was in the playoffs. He was in the hunt. Unfortunately, the team just couldn't perform there to get him uh, to get a you know that inedible or or trophy that kept uh, eluding him with the championship as he's never won a championship to this point. But uh, Ryan Blaney is an inter- interesting driver to me at 18 points. Uh, there was a stretch there where he was leading NASCAR in points without a win. Yes, he kind of faltered toward the end of the season. I don't know if it was because of the pressure or what. Uh, or the mistakes that he was making, you know, coming off pit road or, or during the race. Uh, to me, these are fair values, and and I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't think twice about trying to take one of these guys at eighteen points. Yeah, I agree. I think it feels feels pretty right. And Hamlin, like you said, it was a nineteen point driver last year, right? Right. So, and I don't think I don't see him as a nineteen point driver this year, but. Uh, yeah, I think those are pretty fair. Interesting that uh, Blaney's up at 18 without winning a race last year. So Blaney was your fourth best fantasy driver last year, so he did in the year at a 19-point value. Just couldn't win. Denny? Where was Denny? Uh, Denny was a 16-point driver at the end of the season. And, what and that was, was a he... climb from the bottom. And he was a 19-point driver last He was year? a 19 last year, yep. And if you think about Denny's season last year, do you guys remember that stretch where he just, he was one of the worst fantasy drivers that we had. Like he was worse than drivers that were not on the list. Yeah. Michael McDowell, Stenhouse, he was down with those guys at the beginning of the season. So in all reality, maybe Denny's a little overvalued at 18. If you think about it from that standpoint. Or if he doesn't have those, you know, doesn't start out that way. He got yeah. swapped out a lot last year. So we got four drivers left. Do we want to throw them out there and try to guess who the four are or just go to the 19? I think I can guess who's who's 19. All right, go ahead, Zach. Who's 19? Christopher Bell. It's got to be one of the 19. And I would say Logano's the other 19. That's what I would say. Okay, you're both right. Joey Logano uh, was the second best fantasy driver last year. He was valued at 17 and he's a 19 this year. And Christopher Bell was a 15 point driver last year. And he finished as the fifth best fantasy driver moves up to a 19 point fish. That's a big jump for Christopher Bell. Sure is. It also means that there's two drivers ahead of our defending champion Joey Logano and I'm not surprised by that uh Christopher Bell at 19 that to me that seems a little rich for my blood I mean yeah he had a really good stretch there toward come playoff time but it seemed like he was almost like another Truex where he just couldn't put any consistency uh get any put get any consistent finishes out there uh, so at 19, saying he's going to be a top four driver this year, to me, I'm not sure if I buy that. Uh, and as much as it pains me to say this, uh, Joey Logano, 
just a really solid, consistent driver. Uh, as much as I dislike the driver, I enjoyed the human from from our Bristol. Great in person. Vis- yeah, our Bristol visit. He's growing on like you. A really nice. Guy. I've watched it before before my eyes. I've watched the the Joey Logano heart get bigger. It did. <laughs> week it week did. by week. <laughs> it sure did. And he's and he's good friends with Truex, so that that gained some extra you know spots to my heart for him, but. Uh, Legato to me, I think seems right, but Christopher Bell might be a little overvalued. Uh, I'm not sure he finishes as a top four fantasy driver this year. Yeah, I, I think that I would have put Chastain or Blaney at the 19 ahead of Christopher Bell. Seems like it's a little bit out of place. I don't know what that's based on from Vegas odds, but, uh, Legato, I could see him as a 19 or a 20, but, uh, Interesting, Christopher Bell. Wonder how many entries we're going to have with Christopher Bell in, with with his value as a as a nineteen. Somebody's going to have to really believe. In Christopher Bell's defense, he tied for second with the most top tens last year at twenty. Wow. He had three wins. If you remember, he won when his back was against the wall. Was it twice? Yeah. I think it was twice in the playoffs. He won to advance into the next round. It's a little uh, different doing it in the playoffs than doing it for 34 races or 32 races. To, but maybe to where I'm going with that is maybe maybe he carries that momentum in the playoffs and into a solid start to the to the season, and maybe he's able to recapture some of that momentum. Um, with that being said, though, I still think 19 points is a little too rich, and I think you hit the nail on the head there. I I, I could easily see Blaney. Uh, or Ross being a 19 point driver this year rather than Christopher Bell. So I am a little surprised by that. So then that just leaves our, uh, our two 20 point drivers. Go yes, ahead. Uh, I think, I think everybody's got that figured out by now, but uh, <laughs> Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott are your two 20 point drivers yet again. That's the same as last year. Uh, Chase Elliott was by far the number one fantasy driver last year. Kyle Larson was uh, the sixth best fantasy driver. So his value at the end of the season was an 18. And he underperformed. I think he would say that it's pretty much well acknowledged that he didn't have the year that he thought he was going to have, and especially coming off of the year previous, which was just absurd. Um, so a little progression to the mean there for him and Chase Elliott. Zach, how many teams that make the playoffs are not going to have Chase Elliott? on the on their team i'll just say this i think chase elliott is going to be the most taken driver <laughs> in fantasy nascar this year because yeah, i guess that, that is a fair year. that's a fair response because you don't really know how he's going to do but that was kind of my point that everybody is going to take him including myself i mean there's going to be at least <laughs> one of my teams that have has him even though i'm not a, a big i'm not a huge fan of his uh just from the stories that we've heard about him uh, with that being said, though, he had a, a fantasy year that is for the record books last year, uh, something that we might never see again because of how dominant he was from a fantasy standpoint. But Kyle Larson, I'm a little surprised they're still valuing him at 20 or basically having the second highest odds of winning the, the, the championship. I think a lot of that has to be with the talent he has as well as the team he's on. Uh, he had quite a few DNFs last year. He actually tied for for the third most DNFs last year with seven. 
Uh, if you back a couple of those DNFs out, maybe he goes a little bit further in the playoffs and in, in the championship hunt. Um, but I think he, I'm not sure. I, I think he does make the final four next or this, this year, but I'm not sure uh, he's going to perform as a top two fantasy driver. I'm, I'm just not sure. I see it. I think it definitely has to do with the team. Uh, you know he's talented, but to be on the best team as well, I think it just it's hard to hard to not put him at the uh, at the twenty spot. So uh, there's our list. We've got the list of drivers. Uh, I'd like to go th- around the around and and just each of us name a couple of our most overrated and uh, underrated drivers. Uh, so I don't know if you if you guys are ready, I can start. I'll go ahead and throw mine out first. So, so my, I got a couple that I have uh, identified as undervalued and one of them being Ryan Blaney at an 18. So not a lot of room for him to go up, but I think at an 18, that's a pretty good value for him. And then down further, Eric Jones at a 10, Almondinger at a nine and Justin Haley as a six, all are uh, to me, undervalued based on their on the values that they have there as far as overrated goes we talked about ty gibbs alex bowman uh and chase briscoe at 14 and and then the christopher bell at 19 i think would be uh the other one that i see is as slightly overrated so i so i i didn't write down the early the early values but i i remember a couple off the top of my head Undervalued wise, I think AJ Allmendinger is a little undervalued. Um, again, he had a really strong finish toward last year. He's going to be racing full time. Uh, he's a road course ringer. I think he's going to perform better than what his point value is, which was was it nine? Nine, yeah. Allmendinger, nine? Nine, yeah. Yep. I think he outperformed. Yeah, I think he outperforms that. I also think uh, Daniel Suarez outperforms his twelve. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to be a great driver next year, but I, or this year, but I think he outperforms 12. And even though he's valued at 17, I still think Ross Chastain uh, is a little undervalued at 17. Overrated Ty Gibbs, first guy that comes to mind. I cannot believe he is valued at 13 over uh, some veteran drivers and, and non-rookie uh, drivers coming into this season. And I think Christopher Bell, uh, to me, seems overrated at, at 19. Yeah, I, uh, I match a couple of those. I would say Chris Busher is one of the underrated. He proves it every year. He's a low value every year, and he always outperforms. Um, Michael McDowell's an easy pick. He's a six-point driver, but I think he'll uh, he'll outperform that. Um, and then also Daniel Suarez at a 12. Uh, I think after his run last year and the momentum of Trackhouse, I think he outperforms a 12. Um, As far as overrated, I would agree with Christopher Bell at a 19. Not because I don't think he'll have a good year, but again, top four driver, I I don't see it. Um, uh, Definitely Ty Gibbs um, at a 13. For for there being, I think, four drivers new to the field this year and him being the highest at 13, that's just too high. I would put some of those... uh, in a drivers that weren't there last year above him. So that's what I would say for overvalued. It's really a bummer about Christopher Bell. Cause I planned on taking him. Um, 
But at 19, that's a – I mean, you're talking – He reminds me of William Byron last year. Yeah. He was yep. He was a 19 last year, and it felt too high. I think everybody stayed away from him, and he proved it by finishing as a 16-point driver. Yeah, which where, is where he's at this year. So, Where did Michael McDowell finish from a fantasy standpoint last year? I didn't keep it because he wasn't one of the drivers, so I only okay. tracked the actual thing. He yep. was up there, though. Um, ahead of, I want to say, like our eights and nines, he was above that. Okay. I, I can't remember if you kept track of all the drivers or not, but to me, Michael McDowell, yeah, that screams undervalued uh, based on the season he had last year. So before we get into final thoughts, can we just go through real quick? Who has, which teams have new crew chiefs? Do we know? Ooh. Do you know? Zach. <laughs> Uh, Bowman has a new crew chief. Reddick, uh, Reddick's going to have a new crew chief. Kyle Bush has a new crew chief. Um, I can't remember if Joe Gibbs switched up anybody, uh, but Ty Gibbs, Ty Gibbs is going to probably have a new crew chief. Um, Michael McDowell, just look that up. Yep, yep. His his crew chief left to be an, another crew chief or an engineer on a on a upper tier team. So yeah, I mean you got you've got a handful of drivers that are gonna have new crew chiefs. I mean, the the Elliots, the Larsons, the Loganos, the Blaney's, all those guys are are keeping obviously their crews intact. Um, but some of those middle value drivers and less are definitely going to have some or yeah they're going to have new crew chiefs and maybe some growing pains that come with it and then and then who's on who's all on new teams so Kyle Bush is on a new team Ty Gibbs so on a new team Ryan Priest is on a new team is Austin Sindrick still in the two yep okay so he's stays um Gregson is on a new team and Almondinger's on a new team. Anybody else? Ty Dillon is on the number 77 Spire Motorsports team, so we don't care about he's, him. He's he yeah, he we don't we don't care about him with his uh he's not even one of the drivers, but I'm trying to look. It looks like Austin Dillon it has a new crew chief which is kind of a big deal, um, especially for a driver that made the playoffs last year. Michael McDowell has a new crew chief. I don't know how much that all plays into it, but I just remember like my first year doing it and or second year, and Jimmy Johnson's crew chief had went to go to Willie Byron, and I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to take it. And it didn't, ever, it didn't translate to the same success. So always kind of just – same move. The same year <laughs> yeah it was it was a, a gamble didn't work out but um so ricky interesting Sten- to just ricky stenhouse new crew chief bowman is getting mcdowell's old, old crew chief okay and looks like that that is it from a crew chief standpoint so some movement some new yep. teams so how many teams was that that are on new teams you said driver wise, eh, call it five to five to eight ish. 
five teams. So five or six, Burton, no, Burton's there. So five teams. So five out of how many? How many 36? drivers do we have? Well, how, yeah, tw- how many drivers do we have in Twenty eight. So thirty. So five six out of thirty. Out. So one sixth five of the field of is yep. uh, is new on new teams, and we've got four rookies. Is Priest considered and, a rookie? That's a good question. He, I don't think he is because he raced full time with JTG Jordy Racing. Uh, so then Almondinger's not a rookie out, either, so. then, right? This is Almondinger's first full time year, right? He's never been. No, he raced. Yeah, didn't he race for? Uh, did he race for like Petty or somebody back in the day? I thought he was a full-time driver. You must be thinking of John Andretti. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. A.J. Allmendinger. I swear he raced in the number 43 car. So really the only rookies are Gregson, Gregson and Gibbs are the only people from Xfinity that moved up this year. And Allmendinger, yeah. I guess, technically. But he's not going to be considered a rookie. Right. But he did most he of raced, his racing last oh, year. Oh, that's right. He started at Team Red Bull. Do you guys remember when Team Red Bull racing existed? <laughs> Scott I, Speed? Wow, yeah. AJ uh, Allmendinger raced Brian with Brian Vickers guys. run on that team? Yep. He then raced for Richard Petty Motorsports. He went to Penske as well. Phoenix, JTG, Jordy Racing, and then he went down to, to race with Colligan in the Xfinity Series. So AJ Allmendinger has been around the block. So is he at Colleg now? Yeah, he raced full-time in the Xfinity Series two, three years. Had some spot starts in the in the Cup Series. Um, and now he's, he's, he's doing what they call trophy hunting full-time in the Cup Series this year. So him and Justin Haley are both on Colleg yep. racing. Anything? So what, any- Haley's valued at what? Six? Six. 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 He wouldn't have, so last got, year he wouldn't even it had been an option this year. You got 74 points between four drivers, which is 16 points each. I still don't know if I'd take Haley at six. I really don't. I'll throw him on a team. Do it and see what happens. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be the test bunny. I think McDowell uh, outperforms Haley as the as the six point drivers. Yeah, McDowell is get, kind of getting I'm kind of overlooking him. Yeah, it's there's a lot of different options. I like that we went to a six and a seven to give these drivers a little more uh, or give the teams a little more variety and different combinations. So hopefully it hopefully it works out. But I uh, overall, I like it. I'm thrilled. This means NASCAR fantasy NASCAR is back. We are a mere. uh, Let's see. Forty seven days from the daytona 500 which zach there's still time for you to book your flight with us creighton basketball sucks let's go lights are booked to new york city you did it no matter what so wow creighton Brewster's making an update too it's it's 48 it's oh, 47 until it? we fly out oh what an idiot <laughs> Wow, that's why we have Norton on the podcast to correct me. So, uh, the swab, the swab just corrected you. Forty-eight days. We are we're under fifty, and it's next month. So that is super awesome. I'm excited that 
uh, NASCAR's fantasy NASCAR's back. We're going to have this open. Check out atopthepitbox.com to submit your teams. You can Venmo. You can uh, PayPal to Norton. He'll be collecting all the funds. Give him cash if you see him. Uh, but all registration will be done at atopthepitbox.com. So that is your place to go to sign up for the league, sign up for multiple teams, increase your chances, and tell your friends and family. We want to make sure that we grow this league as much as possible. So before we uh, say goodnight on this uh, first podcast of 2023, any final thoughts from you guys? No, I'm uh, I'm ready for the season to start. It's a bummer I'm not going to be at the first race of the year with you guys, but uh, I'm I'm sure it's going to be a good race. You're going to hold down the West side for us. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm a, I'm a 50 50 right now. We'll see. Uh, I do want to go hang out with my people at the bar, the West side. It's always a fun time, but my partners in crime are going to be down in Florida instead of in Harlan. So I don't know what we'll do there, but nonetheless, can't believe the season's getting, getting ready to start already. It seems like we just ended it. I kind of feel like, uh, like a NASCAR driver where they don't get much of a, of a vacation or break and <laughs> back to the grind, baby, back to the, back to the job of driving race cars. So yeah, Zach, you're probably still scraping pie off your face. Aren't you? Uh, no, but I can, I can uh, remember exactly that night. I remember the taste, the smell. Uh, we've got to come up with something this year. We need something. I was just going to say, we got to figure out what the new punishment's going to be. And if it's weekly or if it's you got to pick the winner or if it's just highest finish or if we're going to do a season long thing, we only got 40 some days to sort that out. So, yeah, the, the website's up. The registration is open. Good to go. Yeah, we got it all updated. And uh, so you'll when you go to the, the top to pitbox.com, you'll see a registration form. That'll take you to a form. Fill it out. And uh then you can send your money to to Norton via PayPal, Venmo, or cash. So right. please make sure to tell your friends and family, and uh, let's let's grow it. Spread the word. We will do a preview episode for the Daytona 500, uh, which is going to take place on February 19th. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they, all right. The 19th. 48 days away. 48 days. And... So uh, you have up until the green flag of that race to submit your uh, your teams. We'll do a, a preview of Daytona 500 uh, the week before and uh, get that out to you guys so you guys have that. And we'll get this season under underway. So talk to you guys soon. Sounds good. See you Can't guys. wait. The Top the Pit Box podcast is supported by ParadiseExecutiveProperties.com. With winter coming up, now is a great time to book a trip to Lake of the Ozarks, and Paradise Executive Properties has you covered. They have several modern and fully furnished homes for up to 19 people, so bring your friends and family down to create a memory that will last a lifetime. For more information or to book your reservation, visit ParadiseExecutiveProperties.com. Your day. I lost my mind. I need my spot.